I have the opportunity to tell you a lot of Carolina basketball stories, a lot of Carolina football stories, but I want to make sure to expose you to everything in the world of Carolina athletics. And so today, an interview with Carolina Tar Heel wrestler Keyshawn Clark, who made an unexpected run all the way to the NCAA championship round, where he fell just shy as the national runner-up, paralleling what the Carolina basketball team did. He's got an inspiring and phenomenal story, and I can't wait to share it with you today on this episode of Locked on Tar Heels. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Monday, April 18th, 2022. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, beat writer for North Carolina's Sports Illustrated site, All Tar Heels. I want to thank you for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen every single day. And for those of you watching on YouTube, your first watch today. Please remember that we are free and available anywhere you find podcasts. And for those of you watching, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, and let's get right into it. As I said today, we've got a great interview with Carolina wrestler Keyshawn Clark, and here it is. I'm joined today by UNC 141-pound wrestler Keyshawn Clark. Keyshawn, thank you so much for being here. Great to have you. Congrats on your incredible run this season. Now, I appreciate it, Isaac, for you inviting me on here, and uh, just want to let it be known that I'm a former 141-pounder. Uh, <laughs> I, I, mean, I kind of gained a little bit of weight since then, so... <laughs> And that's something I definitely want to talk about today because mm -hmm. you never wrestled that weight class until you came to Chapel Hill. We'll get to that in just okay. a second. I love that story. So mm -hmm. for, for folks who didn't have an opportunity to check in on Carolina wrestling this season, tell us who you are. Shall, who is Keyshawn the man? Well, um, I'm a first year transfer to uh, uh, UNC. Um, this is my first year down in uh, at North Carolina. So you know, I'm still, uh, you know, kind of adjusting, but I think I just did pretty well this year. Um, I, I come from originally from uh, I, I was born in Germany. I'll start there. Um, my mom is German. So I was, I was I, my mom and my dad, you know, he was in the military. And my mom in Germany uh, I was born there, moved to uh, Texas where I lived with my grandfather for a little bit. Um, but once I got to high school, um, I moved in with my aunt. Um, you know, in Florida, which was, I love, I love Florida. It's a great, great area, you know, beautiful, beautiful weather. And I just love being down south. Um, it's kind of like home for me. Um, from there, moved up to, uh, you know, when I graduated, I had uh, um, offers from, um, I had an offer from American University, from T. Moore. Um, he um, offered me like, um, you know, a scholarship up at uh, in D.C., and, you know, I, this was my first time at D.C., so when I got there, I was just kind of like in awe of all the, you know, history, and, you know, I just saw, like, you know, an opportunity for me to kind of jumpstart my career, so I, I kind of took it as soon as I got the offer, went up to D.C., trained there for, um, trained there for five years until they let go of Coach Moore, um, mm. you know, during the COVID, uh, you know, COVID kind of season, Um and so at that point, it was, wasn't much for me hanging on to at AU. So Coach uh, Ramos reached out to me, said they needed a 49-pounder, which I thought that's why I was going to go, 49. Um, that was the original plan. And uh, uh, so I, I, I accepted. I, um, you know, I 
originally I was kind of worried that I wouldn't get into UNC uh, School of Law because that is a pretty top tier law school, you know, and I, I was like, man, this that'd be pretty cool if I get in there, you know, and in terms of wrestling, y'all like, you know, top, you know, we, I was thinking top 10 this year, um, we definitely could have been top 10 this year. So I was, you know, really hype about, you know, getting that offer from Coach Ramos. And so, um, you know, as soon as I got in, there was no question after the uh, the visit I had here and trying all the, you know, barbecue y'all have down in North Carolina, there's kind of like, uh, you know, left it all, no question that I was going to be in, you know, a Tar Heel. So, um, you know, came down here and, you know, met, uh, met my team, met my, my coaches and, you know, loved every single one of them. They, tra- they treated me like family. Um, and, um, you know, since then I was just grinding. They knew my goal was to be a national champion. I came short of that this year, but um, still was happy with the result um, at the end of the day. Um, and uh, yeah, that's kind of was my story that brought me to, you know, Chapel Hill. So that's awesome. Thank you so much yeah. for sharing all that. No, so as, as you said, at American, you wrestled at 149. I, I believe your redshirt sophomore year, you were at 157. What like cutting down to 141 at, at Carolina this year? Tell us that story. How did that come about? Yeah, so, um, yeah, we had a kind of a um, – I had a talk with one of my teammates, uh, you know, Zach Sherman. He's a, He was a 41-pounder for last year. Um, I was kind of – North Carolina was not really my um, – was on my radar at all because um, I knew that um, Austin O'Connor was the, the national champion for last year at 149. So I thought, like, why would they need me? Like, there's no point in me, you know, even – you know, them even reaching out to me. But, you know, Coach Ramos reached out, said, hey, um, you know, O'Connor's bumping up to 57. We need a 49-pounder. All right, cool. I'm a 49-pounder. I'm, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> so come to come to Carolina, um, you know, we get the preseason or we're starting preseason. Um, you know, I'm, you know, a solid 49-pounder, walk around probably like 55. Um, and, uh, you know, Zach Sherman, the, the 41 from last year, or he was supposed to be 41 for this year. You know, came up to me and said, "Hey, man, um, you know, he's a he's a tall guy, a taller guy. Um, you know, a, a little bit less lean than I am." He, uh, you know, said, "Hey, I I can't I can't make it, man. I, I just can't." Um, <laughs> and my since then it was just you know it, it it was tough. It was tough that first that first little bit. It was tough. Um, I didn't think I was gonna make it. I didn't think I I, I can get down that low just because. You know, I'm probably at like a you know two percent body fat, so I didn't think that was uh I didn't think that was going to be possible for me. But um, you know, the training here at North Carolina is like second to none. It's mm. we, we we train pretty we, we train pretty hard, and so you know, getting down to weight it was a possibility. It was it uncomfortable? Yes, very. But um, it was possible, and you know, it, I feel like being at that weight definitely you know caused me to achieve what I achieved this mm. year. So. That's kind of the story of how I ended up at 141 this year. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And and not yeah. to mention, if I'm not wrong, 141 is like one of the most packed weight classes in the entire nation, right? Like, yeah. what what was that mentally like? Okay, I'm shifting to 141, and everybody's there trying to get mm-hmm. to the top of the mountain. What like what does it say about the competitor in you, competitor in you that you're willing to do that? Yeah, I mean, for me, it was more of a uh, you know a sacrifice I was willing to make for the team. Um, you know, one of my teammates, he can't make the weight, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have them, you know, you know, possibly miss weight or, you know, you know, have terrible performances, you know, at, at, in matches, I'd rather, you know, at least try to, to do it for the team. My teammate 
before, you know, I tell them, you know, I can't do it. Um, we got to work some else out, but, um, I, I, I was able to, I was able to, you know, actually do it. You know, it was a tough yes, but I was able to actually do it. And, and I saw, you know, looking, looking at 141 was as the weight class. I, I just saw opportunity. I saw, um, you know, that I was going to have, you know, some good guys like, uh, Chad red, you know, in the first couple weeks of the season. Um, so I, I knew I, there was, there was great opportunities for me to, uh, you know, show who I am and show that, you know, I can, I can hang with the best of them. So, um, yeah, I didn't really stray away from the competition. I mean, 49 would have been, you know, it would have been some tough competition there too. So, I mean, I, I don't think either, either or was, was like the, the stronger, but, um, I just did mostly for the team and my teammates. I, I, I did. That's why I made that, that sacrifice, that decision. So, and it ended up working out for me too. And then, and so, yeah. It did. You saw yeah. an opportunity, as you said, and you took great advantage of that. Yeah. We're going to talk about sure. what that looked like throughout the season in just a second. But mm. first, let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bars are a great candy bar replacement option covered in 100% real chocolate. Some of the great flavors include mint brownie, brownie batter puffs, and I was just scrolling through their site earlier today and saw that they have churro flavor. Haven't tried it, but I need to get into that. These are all delicious, new flavors are coming out all the time. At Built Bar, they're really all about the taste. They wanna make it good first, and then they're gonna go back and figure out how to make it healthy for you. Not sure how they do it, but they pull it off every single time. So, go to built.com, scroll down to the macros chart, and you're gonna be blown away. High protein, low calories, high fiber, low carb. Let me give you some of the specific numbers. Just 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, only four grams of net carbs, but 17 grams of protein. And when you compare that to a candy bar, it's usually around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So, you know which option to choose. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Let me also tell you that starting Thursday, April 28th, the first day of the NFL Draft, you can tune in to Locked On NFL Draft's live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft with all three days of real-time analysis from our extensive lineups of experts and insiders. And for those of you dying to know who your team is going to take, catch Odyssey and Locked On's NFL Mock Draft Special, hosted by Brian Peacock and former scout Matt Williamson of the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show all week long leading up to that first pick. Once again, this is Isaac Shade from Locked On Tar Heels. I am joined today by UNC, as he said, former 141 pounder, mm -hmm. Keyshawn Clark. Keyshawn, uh, we've been talking about who you are, and now we want to move into the opportunity you saw to have a great season at the 141 weight class. And so you start off this year with a 15-match winning streak. What, what's working for you in that? 
Um, so, I mean, what's working for me is I'm I'm just, you know, being, you know, an uh, you know, a former 157 pounder, you know, in wrestling 49. I'm just you know more physical than a lot of the 41 pounders were. I'm bigger, stronger, uh, you know, than most of the guys the weight. Um, and you know, I felt like I I I was confident in in that in my strength and and you know in my power. Um, the one thing I had, the one hurdle I, I kind of had to, you know, overcome is, you know, the, the weight cut. I mean, I had to, you know, be able to sustain a full match, you know, and, and um, you know, that was a, that was the biggest challenge of the year. It was just, you know, having to adjust to that weight and, um, you know, having to, you know, manage. And because, I mean, there was a lot of times where I wasn't able to take in food because, you know, my body would, you know, kind of react differently. And, you know, I'd, you know, there's, there's a lot of, things I were, I was new to, like, I couldn't over, I couldn't overeat, I couldn't drink, over drink, or, you know, I'd be slow out there, I'd be sluggish, I'd, you know, I'd get sick, um, and so I, I, there was a lot of adjustments that first, um, you know, that first, uh, month, basically, um, it was, uh, it was very tough, uh, I, I you know, I kind of had to see what was working for me, and there's a lot of trial and error, um, but once I figured it out, I, I was confident, I was, I was, you know, there was no one that can, there was no one that was going to, one of the biggest things for me was never being scored on. That was a, you know, a, a, you know, something I, I kind of, I, I wanted to, you know, a goal for me in every match. I'd never want to give up a score. I never wanted to give up a takedown. You know, I never wanted to give up an escape. Um, because if they don't, if they don't score any points, how are they going to win the match? So that was my, that was my mentality. Um, so, um, L- little so known I, fact uh, in sports, you have to score to win. Uh, I don't know if you right. <laughs> exactly. And so that was, uh, it was, it's as simple as that. If they don't score, they, they, they can't win. So I was, um, that was my priority, you know, the first, um, you know, uh, first couple, couple, um, you know, months of the season, I was just, um, trying to maintain my weight um and that was the biggest challenge but once i was on that mat there wasn't you know anything that was going to stop me there wasn't like anything in my mind you know that was um there's no doubt that you know i was the best person out there um and you know going through the season it was you know it worked out pretty much that way and you know i was never really had much um i had you know a few close matches you know where it kind of got iffy and scary but um, I always pulled it out. So there was never like, I was never, never, there was never a time where I was like, I need to fix something. I need to adjust something like I probably should have, um, you know, throughout the season, um, until, you know, I suffered, you know, my first loss to, uh, uh, Cole Matthews, um, at, at, in the pit duel and our, like our last duel. Um, there's a lot of nerves in that match. Um, you know, I coming from AU, there wasn't, um, there wasn't much of a, uh, you know, sports crowd, um, you know, we wouldn't have, wouldn't have, um, you know, there wasn't like hundreds, you know, thousands of people in the stands like we see here. You know, if we go to like Ohio or, you know, at a, um, you know, at Avenida Tech or NC State, you know, there's, you know, there's like firework, there's like fire and like cheerleaders and, you know, crowds going crazy. Like that's something that I'm very new to and I was not used to um, at AU. So um, coming out uh, on that senior night was, 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 was a big deal. I mean, I was being honored, I guess, in front of all these people. And, um, you know, you know, I'm, I'm versing Cole Matthews is a really formidable opponent. And I was, you know, I was nervous. I got to be honest, I was, you know, getting, I was a little nervous and going into that match. And I had this 15 match winning streak where I'm like, you know, I can't let this, can't, I can't let this streak end. I need to protect this streak. Um, and that was like the first thing in my mind. It wasn't about winning a match or, 
know, doing mm-hmm. what I do is about protecting, you know, a winning streak, which really doesn't mean anything at the end of the day. Um, and so I, 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 w- I was just not mentally prepared for that match. And, you know, I, I, that's why I ended up, you know, you know, I ended up losing it. Um, pretty, you know, it was a pretty close match. Um, but, you know, he ended up just being the better man that day. Um, I knew that's someone I was going to see a conference. So I wasn't really too, you know, stressed out about it. After then, I started making adjustments. Like, I can't, you know, I can't let, you know, guys hang on. I have to, you know, kind of impose my will and um, stop worrying about, you know, stuff that really doesn't matter, like streaks. And now that I have a loss, like, nothing really. It was just go out there and did, do the best I can and worry about protecting the streak. Um, and then so, you know, going on throughout the season, I was doing well, won the rest of my matches, only had one loss going to the conference, felt very confident as number two seed. Um, you know, I was going to see Cole Matthews in the finals. I was, you know, excited to get that get that match back um, until I lost my first match to <laughs> NC State. Um, the guy, a guy, uh, Jack, I, I've beaten, you know, in the past. And so, I, or literally the week before, or two weeks before, and I was like, just what? I was, it was, I just, I just couldn't recover. I mean, I was, after that match, I was just, you know, kind of defeated in my mind. Like, how did I lose the, how did I lose this guy? Like, I just, and not, and, 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 you know, not, not to ignore the fact that I also busted up, busted open my eye in that match. And so I had this huge, like, I had stitches all down um my eyebrow and I had to wrap it up with tape going into my next match and I couldn't see out of my, my right eye. And so it was, um, Going to my next match, there's a lot of um, a lot of issues, I guess, a lot of uh, you know uh, challenges I had to face going into that match and during the match, and um, you know it just wasn't going my way. And so that second match was just you know I I was just I beat myself before I even got out on the mat, and so it wasn't you know hard for the other guy to you know kind of finish the job. So you know I ended up you know ACC's. 0 and 2, which I haven't gone 0 and 2 ever at a tournament. Um, so it was that was a heart that was a heartbreaker. I mean, I was pretty down to dumps. I didn't qualify for nationals. I was, you know, just sitting there waiting for at large. Which people were telling me, "Oh, you're gonna get it. You're gonna get it. You're gonna get it." But at the end of the day, I was I, I didn't deserve it. Like I felt like I didn't deserve, I wasn't I didn't deserve to be there. Like I, I couldn't qualify. I couldn't get top even top four in a conference of you know six wrestlers. Like I don't deserve to, to be at, nation, at a national tournament where you're the best of the best. Like, you know, it's that's, that's just kind of the thoughts that I run into my mind after the ACC tournament. Um, and so it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a challenge. It was, it was a huge challenge throughout the season. So, yeah. That's great. Thank you for taking us through all that, man. What a, what a kind of roller coaster yeah, all that is. Yeah. Um, both mm-hmm. of those guys in that you lost, you had beaten in the regular season, correct? Yeah. Yeah, and so you're feeling exactly. ah ah, and so yeah. um, if there was a highlight from that 15 match winning streak, uh, I know you had some big matches in there, some tough matches. What would have been the highlight of that winning streak? Yeah, my my highlight was definitely um, my match against uh, Chad Red um, in Nebraska. In, in Nebraska, um, it was you know the first time. I mean, I, I wrestled at Ohio, um, which was also a big stage. Um, there's a lot of people there. Um, you know, a lot of anxiety. He was a ranked, he was a ranked opponent as well. Um, but this Chad Red was, you know, top ten in the country. He was, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure three time All American, three or four time All American. Um, it was like, it was like, I've been, and 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 I've never beaten an All American in my wrestling career. Like it's it just, um, 
so this was a it was a huge win for me it it, it showed me that i could battle with anybody um chad red was one like i said top 10 so that makes me i felt like in my mind i was i was top 10 i was you know you know but even though this was something that i i i, be, I believe since like the day one but it was actually you know being able to see um you know the, the uh be able to reap the you know the benefits of my um you know hard work and everything throughout the past you know five years you know it you know i, I can actually see it um and see the results so it was yeah. It was. It meant a lot to me. It meant. It meant a lot to my confidence. I was. Um, yeah. I, I just felt un, unstoppable after winning that match, and um, also just looking, looking after the winning the match, looking back at, um, you know, my teammates, and they're all going crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> man, like they are so happy for me, and I just love, you know, when I see my teammates going crazy. It's like the best feeling ever. Um, yeah. Especially at, you know, someone else's gym you know where everyone else is silent and the only people that are screaming are you and your boys so yeah it was a great time i love that match what a wow what a, thank you for painting that picture what a great experience mm -hmm. that must have been mm -hmm. and so we're, we're going to talk in just a minute about the ncaa championships themselves but but i want to set the stage for it a little bit you've lost these two matches back to back in the acc championships and in total, three of your last five matches. And so after that winning streak and now hit a little bit of a speed bump, mm -hmm. what's going on inside you at that point? Are, are you still feeling confident? Are you starting to doubt yourself, wondering about this ACC championship? Yeah. NCAA so, championship, um, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it was, um, yeah, after that, after that tournament, um, you know, I just, I was, I was down in the dumps. Like, I gotta be honest. I was like, there's no, there is no like, um, oh, this is nothing. This is like, I'm a power through this. This is like, this doesn't mean anything to me. It, it meant a lot. Um, like I said, I haven't gone 0 and 2 at a tournament ever. Um, so it was, um, it was, it was very, you know, very hard for me. I was very dark in a very dark place at that moment. Um, you know, there wasn't much anyone could say to me, you know, to, kind of help but um at that on that day you know after the next day um you know i my coaches coach ramos uh coach Emil, coach coleman you know uh coach gary they all you know would sit me down like pretty much every day um and just you know talk to me and say listen like it's your last season like you can you can mope and you know you can you know sit here and you know just you know be defeated and say, you know, you, you don't deserve this all you want, but you know, you don't want to live the rest of your life, you know, in regret, you know, so you, you want to, they, they say you're, you, you, you are the best guy in the country. They, mm -hmm. they would tell me that like, you are, there's no doubt, you know, when you have, you know, Olympic, Olympic medalists, uh, you know, in Jamil being second and, and Cohen being bronze, like um, telling you that you are the best in the country, you know, you, you, you start to believe them, you know, it's a, this is something I've been telling myself, you know, since day one in college, but after ACCs, I kind of had stopped, I stopped telling myself that, but they, they, them sitting me down and them having the confidence in me kind of, you know, reinstilled that confidence in myself. So I was, um, you know, I, they, it was them and my teammates all telling me that, you know, I deserve this. I deserve to be there. I deserve to be at the top of the podium. Um, just because of some, you know, I had one bad day that doesn't, mean anything uh in terms of my career um it was uh so that was that was a lot of it i i was so happy that i had the support that i had um because without them i 
I would have still been in the kind of the attitude I was and like I didn't deserve to be there and that and this and that. But, you know, going on, you know, going on this, you know, 15 match winning streak, beating the top guys in the country, that obviously meant something like it, they're not actually going to let you in the national tournament, you know, just because you're some scrub. They're going to they know you're a bad guy. You're going to you know, you're going to so go out and prove it, you know, end your season well end your you know college career on a high note. You know, why not win the, the thing? And so that's what I did. I, I went out there, you know, and they said just to have fun. They, they said, you know, don't they say they noticed like a change in me in, in my practice uh, Keyshawn and match Keyshawn and how they're completely two different people. Like, you know, match Keyshawn is like very nervous and, you know, you know, it's kind of like, you know, trying to win a one point match. But, you know, practice Keyshawn is, you know, you know, putting everything out there and going and trying different things. And, you know, it's, it's just having fun out there and letting it flow. So that was um that was a lot of what went into that that week um was just kind of some soul searching there wasn't much like technical stuff I did um as it is just mental you know getting my mind right for it yeah. so yeah, well, that that, that practice, Keyshawn, certainly came out in the NCAA championships. <laughs> We're going to talk about that right. in just a moment. Let me tell you about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the beginning of the MLB season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering info from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Isaac Shade here from Locked on Tar Heels. Once again, I am joined today by Keyshawn Clark from the UNC wrestling team. As he would say, former 141-pounder. Mm-hmm. Uh, the season's over. Bro can do what he wants now. Mm-hmm. So uh, Keyshawn just shared with us some about his mentality, where he's at heading into the NCAA championships. And Keyshawn, staring at you in the first round is a rubber match with uh, Mr. Jack from NC State. As a competitor, mm-hmm. you've got to love that opportunity that's in front of you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was, I saw when it, when the brackets came out, um, I was ecstatic. I was like, "There's no way I'm not making it to the finals." <laughs> I, I I thought like I got I got Jack. I can get my revenge back. I have um, uh, Jaden Ironman, who you know, in terms of like a style matchup, I was I couldn't get anyone better. Um, you know, he's someone who's very scrambly. He likes people getting it on his legs. Um, so I was like, "All right, cool. I can you know that's that's a match, a very winnable match." Um, you know, from there, it's all like it's all like a coin toss on who who else I'm gonna have to wrestle. But you know, I was very I was very excited with um, my draw. So going into it, um, I was excited. My coaches were excited. They knew you know I could I could do this. I can pull it off if I just wrestle high. Wrestle. Going into yeah, going into that first match. Um, I mean, it was my first time ever at national. So even just like going to the arena was just a just kind of a surreal moment for me. I've wrestled for wrestled in college for six years and, um, you know, having never been to the national tournament, um, it's always the past three years, it's been, you know, something, uh, you know, something out of my control that's pulled me out of the national tournament. And so actually getting the bid and being at the arena, it was, for me, it was go time. I was like, it's your time. It's, it's, this is where, you know, I shine. Like I'm, I'm going to leave it all out here. No matter if like, if I have to, you know, die out here on the mat I'm you know I'm not leaving so like you know I have to be dragged off and so it was that was the kind of mentality I was going out there and that's the mentality all my teammates were going out there with and we were just 
we were being overlooked. Like, and that was something that we took personal. Like it was, um, they thought we were going to place, I think like 38th or 40th, like something. And, and, you know, we, we ended up coming out of that, uh, tournament, uh, uh, 18. And so it was like, we were really, you know, we had, we had, we had something to prove. And so going out there, my first match, I was, you know, I had Kevin Jack, um, you know, I was, um, no, Ryan Jack, my bad. That was Kevin Jack was his brother, but, um, <laughs> I had, I had, uh, I had Ryan Jack. He was, I, I, he beat me the, the week before he cut busted off my eye. So I was, um, I was pretty fired up about that match. I wanted to get that one back. Um, and, and so I was, uh, you know, I was prepared. I, I knew what he was going to do. I knew he was going to, you know, you know, save it all for the last 30 seconds. And, and so that's why I, I did. I, I, you know, got my, got my takedown. I, um, you know, going out there, honestly, I, I went out there, um, and being on my, my first match at the NCAA tournament, um, and seeing all the lights, all the people, all the noise, like it was just insane. Like it was, like, I, tr- I try to tell myself that I'm not going to be distracted by any of that stuff. Um, but I was, <laughs> I was definitely when the first five seconds of the match, I, I got taken down in the first five seconds of the match. And I was just kind of like, Oh, this is the, you know, I'm here now. This has to, I mean, I have to, you know, I have to turn it up or I'm going to have like, you know, the same thing I have in ACC. So, you know, I kind of, you know, shot it all that out of my mind, all the doubt in my mind, all the d- distractions kind of shot in my mind at that in the first five seconds when I got taken down. And then from there, I, I got up and got my takedown, you know, and wrote them out and, um, you know, from there, just, you know, continue to, you know, wrestle my match. And I ended up winning that match, you know, and, you know, I wasn't satisfied with the match because, again, it was a one point match with him. And I felt like I want I, I could do more, um, but I, I, I didn't care. It was like I'll, I'm I'll moving on to the next round at that point. Like it's not you don't have to keep looking back at, you know, past matches. So moved on to the next match. I knew I had Ironman. I was excited. I was, you know, this is my opportunity to, you know, upset and, you know, you know, this is if I if I beat him, I'm now I'm the second seed. Now I sure. have the straight paths to the finals. And so it was um that was a big match for me. I was excited for that match. And I usually shine when there's less expectations on me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no one's expecting me to win that match. No one's expecting me to even like touch Ironman. Um because I'm at large bid, I'm you know, fifteenth seed, like no one like he's probably even thinking like, Oh, I'm, i mean it's gonna be an easy match for me. So I told myself I'm going to shoot off the whistle and I'm going to keep shooting until, like I said, they drag me off the mat. And so I was just attacking, 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 attacking. Um, and he's the type of guy where he's cool with you just touching, getting on on his legs so he can like do some weird, funky stuff. And, you know, um, yeah, he's, he's, he's a very weird wrestler. So that's what, you know, that's one of his, the biggest scouting report we had on just like very weird. And so I was, I was like, all right, whatever. I'm a. I don't care what he does. I'm gonna just wrestle my match and keep attacking. And so that's what I did. I was like, attack mode. Um, you know, I was up the first period. You know, he went down second. I, I you know, I let him up. Um, so you know, it's tied at this point. And he's a very good uh, top wrestler. So I decided to stay neutral in that third period. Again, I'm just attacking at his legs every single time. And um, you know, I'm just never able to score because he's a, a very weird wrestler. And so he's able to get out of those positions. And so we go into overtime and, you know, I've had, I've had a few overtime matches, um, in this year. Um, and you know, I've always pulled, I always pulled it out. And so I, I, when I wrestled Chad Red, I, I was an overtime match with that. And, you know, I was able to pull it out and I knew that I knew that I was going to win the match. As soon as like the whistle blew, 
and we were going over time, I knew at that moment that yeah, I was gonna win this match. Like, there's nothing. There's, there was no doubt in my mind that I was gonna that you know that I was gonna win this match. And so you know, as soon as that whistle blows for overtime, I you know I throw myself at him and we go out of bounds. And I'm like, all right, as soon as the whistle blows again, I'm gonna throw myself at him again. And so I do it again. And then he um, catches me in some weird position, puts me to my back. And it was at that moment where I was like, now this is this is where I can just give up and like lose. Like this is a it might fit, it might, you know, it, it, if you look at the video, it's like a split second, you know, this whole like scramble situation. But, you know, in that moment, it felt like I was down there for like a good 30 minutes. <laughs> so, you know, I was thinking to myself, like, this is the moment where I can, you know, fight out of this and win this match and just end it. Or I can just give up this takedown, walk off the mat and, you know, be, uh, you know, content with losing to the number two guy in the country. But, you know, I was like, I know which way I'm going to take. And so I scrambled out of it and I, I got to my knees and I just lifted them in the air. And I was like, he can't scramble out of this one, you know. So I just <laughs> lift them in the air, drop them down the mat. And there you go. I was I won the match. And yes. so the, the craziest part of the whole thing, ordeal was um, uh, the Iowa coach uh, challenging the takedown and, you know, them taking 10 minutes to review the call. And they use, for some, they usually take no more than a minute. It took literally 10 minutes looking at this takedown and making sure it was a takedown. And I thought at the end of it, like they were just going to not call it. And so I was, you know, when they called it, I was just, oh man, it was something else that my, my freaking out. The crowd was crazy. Like it was just so loud in that building. You can't even hear yourself think. And it was just like, they were all screaming for me. All eyes were on me. And I was yeah. just like, this is my moment. Like this is, I'm, I'm going to shine, you know, at this tournament. And so, from there on, I was just momentum was just building every single match, wow. and so. Uh, so yeah, let's fast next, forward to yeah. your semifinal, and yeah. uh, man, you get this other shot, another shot at mm-hmm. redemption. This time in the mm-hmm. form of Cole Matthews from Pitt. Uh, you guys are tied at the end of overtime. You're shot out of a cannon to start this match. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if you're mm-hmm. listening or watching this, go find this match on YouTube. It's mm-hmm. insane. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, so we get into overtime, just let's start there. Take us at, into overtime. What's going on? Yeah. So we're going into overtime. Um, like Cole Matthews is someone that, you know, I, I struggle with cause he's a very defensive wrestler. He loves to do counter offense. So I have to be very strategic with my attacks and I can't, you know, get too, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, go at him like I did with Ironman cause he's not going to just let you get to his legs like Ironman did. So I was, I was, um, you know, a lot, lot more strategic in that match, which I think is the reason why I went to overtime. Like maybe that's a good thing or a bad thing. Maybe I could have gotten taken out earlier, but um, it was, it was whatever. I was, I was, I knew that we're in overtime. I knew again I was gonna shine. Like I knew that overtime was when, you know, I, you know, I was gonna win. Um, there was again no doubt in my mind I was gonna win this match. And so um, we're going overtime. Two minutes go by, and there's no takedown. Now this isn't. This is a territory I've never been in. So I usually I usually finish it by the end of the first two minute, you know, overtime period. And so, you know, I'm, you know, now I'm sitting there like, oh, you know, I'm uh, Cole Matthews is, is is a pretty good mat wrestler. He loves, you know, he loves his top position, um, you know, so it, it was getting I was getting, you know, a little worried, but I was I wasn't letting any doubt creep in at that point. Um, uh, but I knew this was like a position that he was gonna get comfortable. He's, he's comfortable in, so I was like, I have to get out immediately. There can't be any second of me, you know, even like thinking about, you know, certain. I just got to go off the instincts and just go. 
And so I'm, I'm down first period of the overtime and I get up and escape in the first um, like three or four seconds. It was, it was, you know, best escape I've ever had in my career. It was it's so quick. It was yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I was, I was happy. I knew that that's how it was. Ha- it would have to happen because anything else he would have, you know, locked, got a leg in or locked up on something and I was going to get out for 30 seconds. And so after that, I, um, I was, I was happy. I was confident. I knew that I was going to win. The, I was going to win the match. Cause I was like, I just don't, only have to ride him for five seconds. Like there was no, like I, you know, I can hold on to someone for five seconds. There's no, there's no question about that. So he went down, started to whistle, you know, he stands up, lift him back to the mat, stands up, lift him back to the mat, stands up, lift him back to the mat. I've rode him for like 20 seconds at this point. Um, and you know, he finally gets out. And so at this point, I, Again, the rules have changed on 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 overtime, and so um, it used to be, you know, I escape, he escapes, and we go to another uh, we go to another overtime on our feet. Um, but they changed the rules to where, you know, I escape. You know, it took me five seconds to escape. It took him twenty seconds to escape. So because I have fifteen more seconds on riding time, I win the match. But at that moment, I did not know that. I was just like, I was just like, okay, whatever. Um, we go on, we're going on to the next period. And then, like, once he got up, that escape, he started like bull rushing me and going crazy. I was like, man, this really, this man's really going at me for like for no reason. When we have a whole another minute to wrestle, like I don't really understand. And so, you know, we he drives me out of bounds and everything. The, the clock runs out. Um. I go, I, I start walking back to the center to get, to get ready for the next one minute period. And, um, you know, I see the ref, he holds up one finger, you know, one finger for red, um, one point for red. And, and I, I'm like, I look over like, like, what, what was the call? Why do I get a point? Like what happened? I was like, I started looking at the ref like, is that, is that it? Like, is that it? And like, I start to remember that the rules have changed on overtime and I'm just like, Oh snap! I just won this match. This, that's it. And I started like going crazy and just started cheering, hugging my coaches. I'm like, I'm in the finals. I'm in national finals. I was just going wild, and it was like it was just a nice redemption, you know, beating the, the two guys that beat me in the season was just like a really nice way to cap off. And and plus, it was my hundredth win, so I was like just very very excited <laughs> at that at that point. And Gosh. Um, my family were all happy, and I kind of. It was a lot of emotions at that time. You know, everyone's reaching out to me, you know, and it was just, I loved every second of it. It was a great moment. What an epic Mm -hmm. victory, man. That's huge. And I Mm -hmm. love the part of you just not not knowing or not remembering in the moment those changes. (laughs) And that just makes the story all the better. And then, uh, you know, you move on to the championship. Unfortunately, lost that one. But listen, Mm -hmm. let's take nothing away. What an incredible run. And so just a Mm -hmm. a couple follow-up questions to it. Uh, First off... Um, you, my friend, are the first black finalist in UNC program history to make it to the championship mm-hmm. round. Uh, we had something mm-hmm. similar. Hubert Davis, the first black mm-hmm. basketball coach in Carolina history. What, is, what does it mean to you to be part of that type of legacy? Yeah, I mean, it means, uh, it means a lot to me. Um, you know, my, my identity as, like, a black man is, 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 like, first and foremost, like, the most important thing to me. Hmm. Um, I... Um, the whole reason I, I'm, you know, in law school is because I realize the kind of the struggle we go through as a people in, in mm-hmm. the criminal justice system. Um, it's, you know, un, it's unfair, it, you know, it's unfair uh, against us. And um, we have people who represent, 
you know, people who look like me, who come from where I come from, who, you know, have no idea of what, you know, I'm not going to say no idea because, yeah, there are white people that face the same struggles that blacks do, sure. but sure. it's just um, a lot of attorneys don't, don't, you know, have never been through that. A lot of attorneys, I'd say, you know, a, a large majority of them have not been through what, you know, some of the struggles that, you know, black, the black people that they, they defend have been through. And so yeah. there's not a lot of empathy there for them. There's not, mm. um, you know, they just see him as another, you know, another defendant, another, you know, mm. someone, another criminal. And, um, and the justice system treats them that way. They, you know, oh. throw them away in, in a cage, lock them up like they're animals. And um, that's why I want, I want to do what I want to do. Well, yeah. that's why I'm doing what I'm doing because I, there's a lot of good that I can do in, you know, in the criminal justice system and for people that look like me. And so that is a, a big part of my identity and, and, you know, you know, why I do what I do. Um, and being um, a wrestler and, you know, again, another underrepresented, um, you know, class of people in, yeah. in, in wrestling, um, you know, it's dominated by, by white people and, you know, it's not many of, you know, many of us in the sport. So, you know, it was, um, but again, this is, it's, it's, it's a different type of, it's a different type of thing because I'm treated the same as anyone else in wrestling. I'm, you know, they, it doesn't matter if you're black or white or what you, you're not going to get, you know, unfair treatment when you're out there on the mat wrestling, you know, wrestling man to man to somebody like, it doesn't matter what race you are, where you come from, you know, it just matters how much hard work, how much hard work you put in. Like, um, so at the end of the day, none of that really matters there. And, you know, all my teammates and everyone, they love me as I'm like, like I'm a brother, no matter what, um, you know, you have, you have black, Hispanic, um, white people, like, you know, all types of race, creed, color, uh, on, in the program that, you know, will love you unconditionally. And that's the, why I respect wrestling so much. It's just, you know, it doesn't, none of that, nothing really matters outside of it. Just what, um, you know, what you do, what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. Um, so yeah, that's that's my kind of point on it. That's man, thank you for that work. Thank you for for your desire to make this country a better place where we can all be one, where we can live out the dreams of Dr. King, for example. And yeah. uh, thank you, seriously, that means so much as a brother. So you you talk about this law school stuff. So uh, you mm-hmm. now have finished your wrestling season. What's next for you moving forward? Um, so what's immediately next for me is exams. Um, I'm uh, really <laughs> cramming this this uh, this month for exams at the end of the month. I'm, um, you know, it, it's I've sacrificed a lot of time for wrestling, um, you know, and it put a lot of my focus into wrestling this last month because of nationals. Um, so it's nice to have some time to kind of you know focus on my school and uh, yeah. focus on law school and just you know you know, kind of put wrestling on the back burner for just for a month, <laughs> just for a month. Um, but uh, I, I I do plan on, um, you know, just going through, getting through my exams this month, you know, I have a whole nother year of law school uh, next year. And then um, this summer I have some, I have an intern internship with a judge here in, uh, here in uh, North Carolina. And, um, you know, I'm going to, I have a lot of opportunities this summer because of my performance at the NCAA tournament with, I mean, I have so many firms reaching out to me and just, you know, they all respect my, you know, my hustle and my story. So, you know, it, it's a, it's given me a lot of opportunities and, you know, I'm definitely going to, it's definitely gonna open a lot of doors for me. So I'm awesome. in terms of my career, I'm pretty confident in, in, you know, how, 
you know, it's going to all turn out. Um, in terms of wrestling, um, I'm uh, the German, the German, I'm a, like I said, I'm, I'm born in Germany. So I'm a German citizen. And so the German national, uh, the German national um, championship is May 22nd, May 20th. And so I'm going to be planning on traveling to Germany uh, then and nice. competing the German nationals just so I can make the, um, the world team start wrestling for world championships and um, the, Olymp- uh, the Olympics in 2024. So there's still a lot of, I, I still, I'm still excited for my wrestling career um, as much as I am for my, you know, legal career. So yeah. there's a lot of, a lot of opportunities in, ahead. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. Can't wait to watch that progression and where it all takes you. So very last question, and then I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much for your time no is this. You spent most of your career at American and, and don't mm. want to take anything away from that. That is obviously a huge part of your story. But I want to ask you this. What does it mean to you now to be a Tar Heel? What, is it, uh, what does it mean to me now? Uh, it's a, man, I, I, the first word that comes to my, my mind is just the support. Um, mm. It's just unreal the amount of support I get as an athlete. Um, not to say that, again, not to say that AU didn't provide that support to me, but um, having a program that puts, you know, you know, a big priority on athletics with, you know, having a, we didn't have a football team at AU. So there wasn't like, we had a, you know, you know, that tens of thousands of fans in the stadium watching, you know, athletes, uh, athletes play and didn't have all this money coming in for athletics. Um, so here is a big priority on, you know, athletics and I, and I you know, at being an athlete, I, I love that. I love that. Um, it's, it's great. Um, you get all the, all the same perks that anyone else gets any of the basketball players and football players get. Um, and so it, it's, it's, it's nice to have just the amount of support that I have um, in terms of staff and having uh, coach, you know, the coach that I have, you know, Olympic medalists as coaches is just like, unreal to me and people that I've only like watched and imagine like could imagine to reach, you know, reach the goals that they've hit. Um, it's, 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 it's amazing. And just the being in Chapel alone is just, it's, it's all surrounding UNC wherever you go. If you wear any type of UNC gear, you're going to have people talk, come up, talk to you. Oh, I'm, you know, a UNC alum and all of this. And, and, you know, that's just, it's just like a connection. Once you're a Tar Heel, like, everyone around here is a Tar Heel and, you know, we're all family and it's just something that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm new to. It's not something like not many people at AU, you know, DC is a, is, is a small place, but it's also a big place. You're not going to see many AU, um, you know, AU uh, alum, you know, walking around DC, but you walk around here, like you will find Tar Heels all over North Carolina. They're everywhere. <laughs> so it's, I love it. I love it. Um, that's the biggest, the biggest thing about being a Tarheel is definitely the support system I, I have here. That and the food. The food here is, <laughs> is second to none. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Well, yes. Keyshawn, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for sharing us with your sharing your story with us, sharing this incredible season that you had, man. Just so cool to track with you. Uh, can't wait to see what's coming up next and everything with Germany and your law career. Uh, man, it's going to be great. My thanks to you, brother. No, thank you. Thank you, Isaac. I appreciate all, you know, you, you, you chapping me and, and to do this. Um, you know, I appreciate, you know, sharing my story to people and uh, showing you that, 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 that um, it is possible that, you know, some, some of the, um, you know, a lot of people like to think that you have to prioritize one or the other. Um, 
in terms of like athletics or academics. But mm. I love to show people that and be an example for people um, that you can do both. And um, and so, yeah, that's that's wow, what I would, uh, you know, inform people and like people mm. to kind of take me as an example of is that, you know, you can do both. And, you know, again, being a black athlete um, and, and, and a black law student, um, you know, you can being from where I came from, you can still do it. You don't have to be privileged to, you know, achieve what, wow. you know, what I, the success that I've seen. So, yeah, that's why I would, that's I why that. I would like to kind of end off with on that. That's great. Keyshawn Clark, a true student athlete. That's it for today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. Again, my thanks to Keyshawn Clark for joining us. What an incredible young man. What an incredible story. Can't wait to see what he does in wrestling. Can't wait to see what he does in the courtroom. Uh, Regardless of where he's at, I don't doubt that it's going to be phenomenal. Keyshawn, thank you again. Please, if you would, if you haven't already, go subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're watching on YouTube, go ahead, smash the like button, hit subscribe. And please, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go and give the show five stars, rate and review. Great comments would be really grateful if you would do that. Also, you can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Heels, and you can follow me at Isaac Shade, I-S-A-A-C-S-C-H-A-D-E. Coming up on tomorrow's show, <laughs> over the weekend, we learned that Leaky Black is coming back. So we got more roster updates for the Carolina basketball team to talk about and what that's going to look like for next season. So don't miss it. I want to thank you again so much for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen today and every day. And now let me encourage you to make Locked on NFL Draft your second listen. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks so much for taking part out of your Monday, the first day of this new week to check in with me and with Tar Heels. Uh, It's just been great to talk and and to hear what Keyshawn has had to share with us today. For those of you that celebrate Easter, I hope you had a great Easter weekend and uh, coming into this new resurrection life. Hey, I also want to remind you, it's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. Until tomorrow, peace!